0: Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of
1: the most sinister peaks of all time, a Legion on Zoom. And what's up everybody and welcome to the DC Fandom 2020 edition episode of the Legion on Zoom.
2: And as always and as usual, I'm Chez. Yo, what's up everybody, and I'm Miguel, and I am incredibly excited about today's fucking episode.
0: And I know you guys can't see me right now, but today I'm Bat Rod, and I am, I've been fanboy fanboygasming or, or all, all day, all day.
2: <laughs> all day. Today has been an exhausting day. Today has been the DC Fandom experience, which started, so we're in New York, it started at 1 p.m. for us, and it ended yeah. uh, about 40 minutes ago. Uh, so, 9 p.m. legit all day, all goddamn day, and nothing but epic stuff.
0: I couldn't walk away. Like, I went, I stepped outside for a second. I had my cell phone with my ear pods. If I had to go uh, eat something, I took my laptop to the kitchen. It's just been all amazing <laughs> content, especially if you're a hardcore. Die Hard dc fan
1: yeah man like i haven't felt this tired since i attended my first rock festival like good lord man like throughout the day i had to like i had to try like and find spaces to like eat and shower and i think at one point miguel even said that like He had to take a power nap real quick. Like, it was intense, man. Like, it was draining. It was to the point that I I almost felt like they were being, like, inconsiderate of the fans. But then I remember, like, wait, if this was an actual convention, this is how it would be. So it's kind of like I, it was almost bittersweet until I understood the experience. And I was like, okay, this is awesome.
2: Yo, that is true. Exactly. Cause it would feel like a legit com- It felt like a legit comic con where the only thing that was different, I guess was like, cause like at comic con, I think we have to make those tough choices where we're like, do we really want to do that panel? Fuck. I'm hungry. I'm starving. You know, I gotta go to the bathroom. You know what? Fuck it. Let's not go to that panel. And we'll, but for this one, it felt weirder to do that. It felt like, no. And especially cause like how Rod said, right. Cause You can have it on your phone. You can have it on your laptop. You can take it with you everywhere. So it's like you feel like it'd be unfair to not be watching it. Like even as you're taking a shit, just bring it on your phone and just keep watching.
0: That's right. I mean, it would have been cool if they would have put breaks in, but there really was no time. They had legitimate eight hours plus of content to show us. Very well organized. Very well executed. This has to become a yearly thing, and I think other you know big companies. You know, take notes.
1: Oh,
2: take notes.
1: I just want to piggyback off of what Miguel said. And at one point, when I actually had time to go take a shit during this content fest, I actually took a notepad with me so I can make shorthand notes for this episode (laughs) because there was so much content. It was insane. Um, The one thing, however, like that almost kind of got to me, It was like, I felt like the whole, oh, come and sign up and put in your email and make your schedule. It wasn't, it was like super, I think the correct word would be arbitrary because like I felt unnecessary,
2: right? Like a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it was a waste of time. Like the way I wrote it in our thread was I felt like I didn't have ownership of my experience. (laughs) It would have been nice if, like, on the schedule, I could have hit enter, you know what I mean? Like, enter event. But it was like, no, you sign up. But then it was like, I never got to log in again. It was more of just of like, just go to dcfandom.com slash live, and then you just hop into whatever's going on.
0: Yep. and I think that was doing part to them splitting it into two days. So before, it was going to be like a multimedia one-day event. But they decided intelligently to show all their show and film footage today because that's what people really really want to see and then save all the fanfare stuff all the interactive you know multimedia stuff for another day and i believe that's uh, in september at some point
2: oh really it's not it's not tomorrow oh, okay i have no I think idea it, i think
0: they pushed it september but we will double check for you fans
2: yeah regardless it, it could be, it, you know, we, we, if we didn't have a second day, like I'd be fine. Just with everything we were given today is, is more than enough. And so like today, I think, so for all you listeners, we're hoping, you know, you all probably signed up, watched it as well, uh, and, or watch whatever you could watch. If not, we want to describe basically what the experience was to watch fandom. We're gonna go. We're gonna hit basically all the key panels, the big obviously panels. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss them, and then and then just go throughout the day, basically how it went, um, skipping over through things that were man, probably not as cool. But like honestly, even the th- even the panel we were mentioning earlier, even the panel, some panels that were a little throwaway weren't even like terrible you know like they weren't they weren't like bad 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 it it just wasn't great in comparison to everything else you know but it was overall well well done dc
1: you guys know that feeling that you get after you finish crying for like a long time like (laughs) that your eyes are like exhausted that's how my eyes feel
0: (laughs) and the relief like i mean like the release of emotion like wow
1: it was mm. an emotional
0: convention experience. Let, let's start off with Wonder Woman 1984. Gentlemen.
2: Ooh. All right. So I guess, right. So I guess that's just, just to start, though, I guess just for, I, one one key thing that I liked about it, I did really, really like the setup, you know? Like the whole thing, the fandom location, right? Which like Jim oh, yeah, designed facts. the whole thing and then you're like in the Hall of Heroes, which is based off of uh, uh of the the Justice League's Watchtower, right? Like, all of that was just fucking dope. And then going into all these different rooms to then check out these panels was actually really fucking dope, right? And then exactly, like Rod said, the first one was Wonder Woman, 1984.
1: Yeah, um, in my opinion, just to go off of what Miguel just said, I think a lot of the aesthetic for the fandom, it was inspired by those of you who have played it, DC Universe Online. When you get invited to their watchtower... The whole fandom aesthetic, like it kind of reminded me of that game. Those of you who know, if you want to look it up or whatever, it'd be pretty interesting. But yeah, the, that Wonder Woman panel, um, aesthetically, it was amazing. I loved the background overall. I thought the panel sucked. That's just me. <laughs> um, the absolute highlight, of course, was the appearance by the OG Amazon herself, Miss Linda Carter. That was shocking. I did not expect that. But aside from that, I thought the panel was trash.
2: okay well all right all right harsh words to start and, and we started just like highlighting how great the <laughs> thing was and they're like oh it was great all right first panel trash it's like okay jesus christ <laughs> no but i one thing i'm glad you mentioned the linda carter piece because i do think this is something i love this because you're right it's called the dc fandom right and it really wasn't just um uh just for the namesake you know i love for every panel everything they had they had um fan questions basically fan you know asking you know comments to everybody who was there And I love that. I love that every fucking panel had that kind of section. And it was cool because then you could have surprises like for the Wonder Woman one, right? Which one of the fans that had the question was the OG Linda Carter, right? The OG Wonder Woman. That was ah, ah, beautiful to see.
0: And it's another benefit of the whole virtual convention thing because yeah, COVID sucks balls. But then, you you know, the only person we didn't get surprisingly was Jason Momoa. So, um that was that was weird but anyway yeah. any, everybody just you know pre-recorded and just whatever zoomed in so you know unlike a real comic con where certain people can't make it or it's not fitting into certain people's schedules we got pretty much everybody all the stars showed up
2: yeah no i agree all right but now but going back into the panel for the one i do not i didn't think it was trash I, didn't, I i didn't think it was as i thought it was a it was a little bit of a weak start i do think it was not the discussion wasn't super exciting i felt but I think eventually it was all worth it for the uh, the trailer, the new trailer that they showed. I loved it. I thought it looked dope, and they gave us more shots of Wonder Woman doing her badass thing. And finally, you know, the 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 the, the we saw you know Kristen Wig as like in full like. A look you know for the villain what was it Cheetah, right? already or what's her name <laughs> yes
0: a, a little shout out to uh Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman Rebirth volume one where there's a scene where when Diana sees you know what Cheetah has become and completely mutated into like this you know beastly form, she's disappointed. And I like that little nod in the trailer when when she sees yes. that and, and, and you know they so shout out to Greg Rucka.
1: Also, on a side note,
2: Chitara is the character from Thundercats.
0: <laughs> You're right. Yeah,
2: it's You're
1: cheetah. Right. It's just
0: cheetah.
2: Tomato, <laughs> <laughs> tomato.
0: So yeah, I dug the trailer. Um, we literally see Wonder Woman riding the lightning in this. We get a, a so better cool. glimpse at Max Lord and you know whatever yes. he's planning and shit. So you know I'm stoked about this movie. I think it's complete.
1: We just can't see it
0: yet, but. Work. You know, I'm ready
1: for it. Yeah, man. That trailer was amazing. Even though um, to quote Miguel from a past episode, I thought the panel was complete trash. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: mind, these panels are very short, too. So even if it's trash, it's only like 10 <laughs> minutes or something. Oh, well,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. The longest ones are like 20, I think. The longest ones are 20. But the trailer was
1: definitely worth um the wait it was so amazing i cannot wait to see that movie the graphics when you see cheetah are amazing wonder woman's armor like her battle armor is sick i cannot wait for this movie and as usual chris pine, uh,
2: chris pine is extremely handsome mm-hmm. oh, he is he is a very good look but both kim and gal gadot are beauty themselves in, per, in persona Mm-hmm. Uh, but i was gonna my, my comment with that I, I, exactly I, I loved about seeing the special effects because also honestly up until now i was a little bit hesitant about kristen wigg as a villain like I, I i love her as an actress i think she's fucking funny she's hilarious she's a great comedian but i was like as the villain right like the fight and but i loved in the trailer they're showing her the different styles and at the end like with all the cgi playing cheetah uh, it looked dope but actually it looked pretty cool. And I was like, "All right, I'm excited about about that." And also, like with Wonder Woman's armor, i that's kind of I don't know Wonder Woman. I haven't really read her books that well, so I don't know if that's actually referenced in a story. Because I'm like, "But that looked mad uh, like Saint Seiya." <laughs> all you guys are totally. Yeah, I was like, "What is
1: that?" Do you mean Saint Seiya from the Zodiac Knights anime? Yeah, Caballeros del Zodiaco. Ooh, I haven't heard that title in so long. Ho- holy crap. Yeah, like Deep one of the golden cut. armors. Yeah. Steve Cup, man. Holy crap. It's been a long time since I heard that. But yeah, that dude, that was so surprising. I'm shocked at how good the trailer actually was. And I honestly did not know that Maxwell Lord was Pascual. Mind you, which I could have read this somewhere, but I hadn't. Um, until I saw the panel. I was like, "What? That's the same dude. That's the Red Viper from Game of Thrones. That's the Mandalorian." Spoiler alert: It's him. If you haven't seen it by now, um, yeah, that's wild. Like that dude. I, I'm I becoming a big, big fan of Pasqual. I forgot what his last name is, but yeah, becoming a big fan, and I'll and become a bigger fan when I learn his last name.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm excited. I I'm, I love him. Exactly. All the roles that you mentioned, as so I'm excited to see him play Maxwell Lord badass villain primarily I, I, you know in, 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 in the DC uh, uh, books
1: oh, I mean the one thing that would be interesting and I think we've speculated about this before but I don't think they're going to go the route from that infamous comic book panel that we all know with I'm not going to give away the spoilers but do it, with,
0: do it. Well, That's a, a Pedro Pascal for those
1: ah, ah there you curious. go yes yeah. Pedro Pascal so I didn't know his first name there you go. That makes it even worse. Moving forward, <laughs> um, so there's an infamous panel, and I forgot. Um, I believe it was in wasn't it like the Brother I comic book? I think like the miniseries or something like that. Yeah,
2: I think it was. I think it was one of like the cat or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OMAC
1: Project, Omec, Omec yes, Project yes. or something like that. Yeah, where Miss Diana Prince, also known as Wonder Woman, makes his head do a three sixty. Well, actually, a one eighty. Never mind. Yeah, one eighty. Yeah, she snaps his neck
2: completely. A three sixty would probably kill him anyway, though. is that like it would still <laughs> like. It's not like, oh, you're back, <laughs> you're fixed. Yeah, exactly. But because you know, in that storyline, because of the Macro Alert, for those of you who might not know, he has incredible mind control abilities, and he's controlling Superman and has unleashed pretty much Superman against her. And beating her ass, although Wonder Woman's fucking holding, no, not beating her ass. Actually, Wonder Woman's is fucking holding her own against Superman, and, and it's just, and Maxwell Lord is just like going all over the place, taking, the, and she basically he pushes her to be like the only way to stop me is you gotta kill me, and she does it.
0: Yep, using the last of truth, and for the curious fans, that graphic novel is called Superman Sacrifice. That was in the build up to Infinite Crisis.
1: Oh right,
0: way back when. Yes. And to
1: be perfectly honest, I'll put that comic panel up there with when, like, Bane broke Batman's back. Mm. Yeah, that's how important of a panel that is, in my opinion.
2: Classic. And I'm glad you mentioned Batman now, right? Because, all right, so Wonder Woman, all right, all right, good way to get us started. And then it moved into the first video game trailer. We got the Gotham Knights Trailer, Fuck. right? Oh, like we had, we had no idea. Like, I had no idea going into like what, what, what the hell is this about. And the trailer starts showing us that Bruce Wayne is dead, right? Left this message to his freaking bat family, and then you just see this epicness of you get to play as Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood.
1: Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on.
2: It it was like I was shocked. The
1: graphics look amazing. The mechanics look sick. It looks like as I was watching all this gameplay being done, I'm like, this is so many hours of my life going down the drain. (laughs) Like I can hear the sound effect of a toilet flushing, and those are the hours of my life that are gonna be gone. Me playing this game, and I can't wait.
0: All the things that were uh, shown at this convention, I think this is in my top three. This game looks mm-hmm. awesome. I think there's up to four player co-op uh, using, you know, the guys that the guys and gals that Miguel just mentioned. Um, it's it's a a sequel. It's like a um, a soft sequel to the Arkham series, and you know uh, more on that later. We're actually getting a, another Rocksteady game uh, that you know revolves around the, the DC universe. But I just think that's going to be a great kind of pickup up beat beat-em-up game. It's going to expand the Arkham lore. My guy Nightwing is in it. Uh, it just looks fucking dope.
2: Yo, and that gameplay looks epic. Because I loved about what this panel was. Like, besides, not it, they didn't just show you the trailer for the game. They also were like, all right, we got a few minutes of gameplay so you can see what it would actually look like. And it looks fucking great. And exactly, and that idea that you can do the co-op, you know, and play, you know, and play with uh, uh, as any one of these characters with your friends. Jesus Christ, it looks so. We cool. will I,
0: definitely be getting that, playing it, and reviewing the fuck out of it for you guys.
2: Hell yes! And I disagree with Chaz about. It's nothing going down the toilet, man. This is nothing but improving your life, dude. This is this is gonna be gold. It's gonna give more to your life. It's probably gonna add years to your life. This how the beauty of this game.
1: You know what? And you're probably absolutely right. You're probably absolutely <laughs> right. I cannot wait to dig into all the different types of gameplay. Because as you all know, every single member of the Bat family has, like, their own unique style. You know what I mean? You have Barbara Gordon. You have um Damian Wayne. You have Tim Drake. You have um Jason Todd. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be, you know, like, Bowstaff, Staff, Swords. I don't think I saw Damian Wayne in the game. I'm not sure. But, you know, we did have a Nightwing. So, you're going to have, you know, like escrim sticks and bow staffs and gunplay and you know what I mean like and just straight martial arts and it's going to be just like so many different kinds of gameplay I can't wait to just dig into the menus and see all the customization that you can do
2: yeah, no, and we were talking about this earlier cuz also for the fans because as we're watching this we're we're also on our group chat messaging each other as it's happening live commentary and a lot of things obviously we're just repeating the comments now here. And one of the things that we were mentioning is what we couldn't tell from the from the from the trailer and from the gameplay which Robin is it, right? Because from the from the from the uh the trailer and from like the art that they showed, it looks like Damian Wayne uh, but then later on in the gameplay, the Robin that was with Batgirl looked like uh, like Red Robin, which would be Tim Drake. And then and then also something I think I, I noticed too, I think like their costumes do change actually, because I think Batwoman in, the, in Batgirl in the in, at the beginning had like the like just the like the whatever like little mask over her eyes like Robin and Nightwing, and and then in the gameplay one had like the full on Bat mask. Um, and so I think I could be wrong. I don't know, but I'm like there's so much going on, and I'm like I'm just happy to go dive into it, regardless of which ramen it is. I don't care. Uh, it's just gonna be dope.
0: And you guys can expect that at some point in 2021.
2: Yes,
1: yes, fun will be had and time will be wasted.
2: Ah, uh, yes, and, and and that's so it. it, it <laughs> I think at least with today's DC fandom, made me feel like all right, 2020's been a piece of shit. But you know what? I got a lot to fucking look forward to. And it feels like it's all going to be made up. You know, like it's, if we're going to make up for all the crappiness of 2020. Of 2020. Fuck
0: yes.
1: <laughs> and hey, to be perfectly honest, I think that DC in a way, I applaud them for pulling this out of their collective asses. Because for a while, it looked like they were just lost at sea, like in the midst of just greediness what seemed like corruption, you know what I mean? Like with apparently what was hit jobs. Yeah. Hit jobs executives who thought that they were beyond reproach in a manner of speaking, like just with all the decisions they were making. And then to come out and pull together DC fandom, I dare say it'll started with the Snyder cup. <laughs>
2: That's a good point. And, and I wonder, I also, I do, I do, obviously I'm a Marvel fan more, you know, through, you know, to to, to the end. But I do think, I do hope that Kevin Feige, wherever he was watching this, I hope he got fucking scared and felt like, fuck, we gotta gotta really step it up. Because DC is legit stepping it up. Word, in a big, big way. Like,
1: it was so well done that it's kind of like, were they planning this before COVID? Because, like, it didn't seem, okay, try to understand where I'm going with this. So, they had years to plan out their movie universe and apparently it looked like they really fucked it up. They had a few months to pull fandom together and it seems like they've been working on this for like the past decade. What? <laughs>
0: yeah, and a, c- a central theme to this whole fandom experience was the multiverse, which is one thing oh. DC is really popular for. Um, and and this, that theme was heavy uh, in this fandom.
2: Yeah. And I feel, I feel it's because it's, it, 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 I think that's what did it, you know, cause I feel like they've been struggling. Right. I think for the, for the, for the first films, you know, we can debate the Snyder cut, you know, some more, but you know, like they, they, they've been struggling. Right. And then, and then I think it, and if I felt, I think they felt the pressure of like looking at MCU, why can't we do what they're doing? Right. And then, and I think a lot of it's coming from the, you know, the, the producers, you know, you know, the, the executive people who are not in comics, kind of like probably just thinking, no, this is what we should do. But I think eventually, like, I think Jim Lee, you know, was in that panel about the multiverse. And, you know, I think once they probably just told them, you know, like, look, we have this in the comic books, the multiverse. We, we really nobody else has done that. Like the way we do, it can actually really connect everything we've been fucking doing and explain any of the messiness and just fucking say, like, don't worry about that movie. Let's do this movie instead. And then that that just did it, and, and, and I think and then I think that just rejuvenated the, the 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 DC group about like fuck like all right now we can do all the shit we want without really worrying too much. Yep,
0: and that transitions us perfectly to the, the oh. central theme of the multiversal story, the lightning rod of the whole multiversal story, the character that that you know you might see him on the Justice League amongst like Superman. Oh, Superman is fast too. Then what makes the Flash so special? Well. The Flash has the power to, to traverse the multiverse, right? Like he, he, he can alter time and space on a quantum level. And we got a, a really dope panel with Ezra Miller and the director of the Flash movie. What did you guys think?
1: The one thing I'm extremely glad about, and I think the creative forces on the Flash movie must have been reading a lot of comments, was because... Of the- One of the prominent things he spoke about was the new suit, which I must say, I love it. I love the new upcoming suit. It's so different from the one in the CW. It's so different from the one in Injustice. Even though there is one skin in Injustice, I think that shares a slight similarity. But I really love the new suit that he's going to have.
2: Yes. No, I agree. Like, the panel was good. It was fun. Obviously, it sucked that they... Really haven't filmed anything yet, right? So it's like they've gotten really nothing to show, but they did kind of start alluding to the idea what the movie's about, addressing Flashpoint. Uh, addressing the multiverse aspect to it, and, and and obviously it was like a little bit like, are you teasing me right now? Because as they were talking about the multiverse, they're showing us the scenes of like Constantine, Watchmen, like freaking like what? Why are you showing me this? Are you telling me something? They've been showing like uh, 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 the the classic Superman with Reeves and Wonder Woman. Uh, it's like what what what's happening here? What's up
0: Yeah, you mentioned flashpoints, So for the fans that don't know. You know, like I mentioned before, The Flash has this power, right? He can sort of rewrite his own history. He can rewrite the history of everything, right? Like he did in uh, the amazing Apocalypse War animated movie. Uh, So it's, I don't know, it's... so Okay, so the the point of that story was that, you know, he comes from tragedy like most superheroes do. You know, his mother was allegedly murdered by... um, by her husband, his father, right? And so he goes back in time to kind of fix what went wrong. And you know, if fans, if you wanna learn more about this storyline, it's really cool. This film may be loosely based off of it. There's a really cool animated feature, Flashpoint Paradox, and the graphic novel uh, written by Jeff Johns and drawn by, uh, I believe it's Andy Kubert.
2: Oh, uh, Lord, I think so. That was
0: fantastic.
2: Yeah, no, and exactly, and we want to avoid obviously any major spoiler. I get, I don't know, like it's tricky because it's good. It's comic books. These comic books came out a long time yeah. ago, uh, but exactly that that and that story is dope. And then you know, with him going back in time to change that shit, like fucking changes everything in terms of the multiverse and like in their reality specifically. And so it'll be dope to see them uh, do that in the film, right? And so one of the cool things that they were showing us there regarding the multiverse, right, that they were showing us, like like just said, right, that he has going to have a new costume. Which honestly, I love it. I'm glad I I didn't like the costume that we saw in the movie so far, like in the Justice League movie. I I, I didn't like it. it's clunky. It's like all bill, like whatever. Uh, I'm happier for like this, like kind of slimmer look one that kind of looks more like the comic book, you know, but with it with its own flair. But the dopest thing about it, right, is that they're telling us that Batman helped uh, him make uh, this this suit. And in the because they're showing us only concept arts, right? There's obviously there's no photo of Ezra Miller in the suit, but so they're showing us the the concept art. And in the concept art for that scene, you see none other. Then Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh, man. As the Batman that helped him do it. That's, that's fucking amazing. I just want to say that that is total and utter
1: speculation. Simply what? based on the fact that I think, I think the tech from Batman 89 is too shitty to be able to build the
2: costume for the Flash. Go back and
1: watch that movie the tech does not hold
2: up but we're assuming it's Batman 89 but we don't know if it's still set in 89 you know it still could be like that Batman oh my god
0: if they if they pull like a Marvel Studios and de-age Michael Keaton for a scene I'm gonna lose my shit if they they pull it off right like that would be so fucking but but like like Miguel said I don't think he's traveling to 1989 (laughs) to get his
2: suit (laughs) some back back some back to the future shit (laughs) We don't know
1: this. We don't know this, man. Right? Yeah, but we don't know in
2: this. The in the, in the, in the in the concept art, though, it, it was basically, it looked like just a classic Batman suit from 89, you know, which, you know, to, to Chess's point, it looks like it might be 89, but I don't care, dude. That Michael Keaton can, you know, it's the Team Burton universe, technology, fuck it. He can figure it out and do this awesome suit, and I love it. And, obviously, they didn't talk about it there, but a big thing here too was that they just confirmed that Rod's main man Batflick is coming back as Batman for this movie.
0: That's Rod. exactly what I wanted to mention. That's <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to mention, and that really. Dude the fact that they're doing the multiverse and they already have two Batman in this film, there were some rumors circulating about uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, potentially, because you know, he's uh, Thomas Wayne in Batman versus Superman. Mm. And, and also, if you follow the Flashpoint storyline, uh, you know, when the Flash goes back to prevent his mother from being murdered, somehow he jumps into the present and Thomas Wayne is is Batman. And Bruce Wayne was killed in the alley that night. And that's a really cool spin on an old story,
2: right? Right, with Martha Wayne becoming Joker, dude. right? Right. Oh, that that whole Flashpoint universe is a trip.
0: And, and and again, from the from the genius mind of Jeff Johns, who wasn't present at this thing, which I found really weird. Ooh. He he's still like dodging all the the weed and all the weed and heat. <laughs> he's like underground.
2: The Ray Fisher, you know, also like
1: yeah, it.
2: Job: <laughs> The one
1: thing that like I kind of wanted to go over is the fact that well, it's not really a fact, but it's something I've been kind of going over in my head is were they originally going to go with the flashpoint as the plot for the flash movie if, or did they switch to that when they saw that they fucked everything up? Oh.
0: I don't know. I felt like it was Flashpoint the whole time. Like for for as long as I've heard about Flash having a solo movie, it was going to deal with him because that's his most interesting story, right? And it's funny because it's a fairly recent story that, you know, kicked off DC resetting their whole line in continuity. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's, again, Jeff Johns just, you know, has the Midas touch with all these classic DC characters. Uh, the Aquaman film, Shazam, all these movies were literally ripped from the pages of his work uh, on the DC comic books.
2: Totally, exactly. So it makes sense that they they're gonna do follow suit and do the same thing for the Flash and just. Jeff grab- Johns,
0: where you at though, bro?
2: <laughs> Yo, Are you exactly. hiding
0: though? Jim Lee was on like almost every panel. Like, <laughs> exactly. <shit. laughs>
2: like some panels, he had nothing to do with it.
0: Like, there's a panel with, like, only, like, black actresses, and Jimmy was there chilling, like, yeah, man, what's up? You know, we were out here fighting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Jones was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yo, maybe he was banned, but you don't know. Shit.
1: He just wanted to avoid that one question, like, one fan just going, why?
0: (laughs) And again, we, you know, we got hit with two bombshells so far, right? The fandom just started, Wonder Woman 84. This Flashpoint massive movie, massive. and then what's next? Yes, the Suicide Squad, gentlemen.
1: Boom! Oh my yeah, God, man! That that movie was amazing. Like, well, I mean, I have a. <laughs> <seen his movies.
0: laughs> are you the Flash? <laughs> you're, you're you're abusing our time travel abilities. I see.
2: Come on, the ch- the Chess Point Paradise. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but don't spoil the movie for us man we know you you, yeah. you you don't you hate you know you don't care for spoilers like to the degree that you'll travel right. in the future watch the movie and be like all right whatever damn all right
1: fine listen the only thing i'm gonna say about the movie is that it's gonna win an oscar in every category <laughs> <Shit>.
2: <laughs> Dang, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah that panel was wild i did not expect so many characters holy
2: crap that was awesome yeah no the panel i do think the suicide squad squad panel was one of the 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 most fun panels that this thing had like i could Mm -hmm. besides besides we'll get into the epicness of it they just showed us so much good shit that just got us excited but i also just loved seeing like, how much fun they had, you know? I could tell they all liked each other, that they were all just having a good time and joking around. And, like, James Gunn just seems, like, so cool. And, like, exactly. Like, just said, like, it's just so many characters. And they revealed everybody. They revealed who is which character and, like, and the actor that is being played. Uh, uh, it's just incredible.
0: It was like a Hollywood Squares kind of deal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and also uh, John Cena, who's gonna be in the film, was looking hella presidential, <laughs> looking polished as fuck. So I want to start this hashtag right now, Cena for president mm. or vice president, because you know, because the rock the rock is still out there.
2: Ah, good.
0: And we'll get to that later, ladies and
1: gentlemen. <sighs> oh, word word. And um I had mentioned in our chat thread that when this movie comes out I think there might be a new contender for the most American character ever because as per the Word. panel as for the panel I think it's John Cena he's playing a character named Peacemaker <laughs> who, <laughs> whose concept is as America as it gets and that's peace at no matter
2: what the cost
1: that's
0: right <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah can't wait there yeah there's so many characters there that i had no idea who they were and and so and also just like speaking about actually so now let's get into like what what did, what did they show us right i think for me personally one of the big things that they revealed that i love i love james gunn man because I, I really do believe that he knows his shit he knows his comic books and because apparently right because he was saying like is this movie a sequel to the to, to the last movie that we the Air movie right Suicide Squad like like it 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 is but it it's not right
0: release the Air cut
2: <laughs> and but what now but what he was saying though but he feels he he's, he's taking a big inspiration from like the OG Suicide Squad uh, uh, run by John Ostrander. And, and which I've never read, but I, I kind of have to now. I'm very curious to read this book, uh, especially because this inspired uh, uh, the movie. And so what I loved and he showed, he told us how he actually reached out to John Ostrander that included him kind of like in helping him like, you know, run by the ideas. And so he's saying it's like a spiritual successor to his books, which I think is like the coolest shit fucking ever.
0: And it's great to have a comic geek like, in a position of power like James Gunn is, right? Because he's like a legitimate comic book fan. We saw what he did with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volumes 1 and 2. Now he's bringing that energy, that love, that, that, that gold to DC with the perfect movie for him. The perfect movie, The Suicide Squad. Like, th- this is going to redeem the, the you know, so-so air cut, I think.
1: I am also extremely happy to be getting Idris Elba as who I believe, what was it, Bloodsport? Correct. I have no idea who the character is, but I know who the fuck Idris Elba is. And as far as I know, it could have been Idris Elba, like, as the character. And it would have been just as I Word
2: yo exactly like it, 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 and i love that right because there's so many characters that i don't really know about at all i've never read a suicide squad book and and that's the other thing that's really cool about I and mean, jim lee mentioned in a different panel down the road where uh uh james gunn really just went deep and just found the most random characters that i don't even know maybe they were at some point in the suicide squad maybe they weren't who cares and he just pulled them out and had them be a part, of, and apparently that he did him in, in in a very very good cool way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I'm expecting a lot of these characters to be killed off in the movie. So it's kind of good that he <laughs> picked from like the bucket of C listers. So we're we're gonna see a lot of wild shit go down. The only A list <laughs> is Harley Quinn, and played by the lovely. And talented Margot Robbie once again. And her outfit looks fucking sick. I think out of all the versions we've seen of her in what it's been two movies, right? Yes. This yeah. is probably the best look. For, this is probably the best look for her.
1: Yeah. And I think you made a mistake when you said C list. I'd say like E list. <laughs>
2: Word that uh, Z list.
0: Like they're not, they're not <laughs> even like, on the list. If
2: they're like on the pile on yeah, the side next to the list. <laughs> you're like, all
0: right. We're gonna see heads explode <laughs> literally. So, so for the fans that don't know a little bit of the concept, I mean, you probably saw the movie. The guys that you know actually watched that shit, but it's that Amanda Waller. You know, she's like a like a government agent, like a black ops government agent, and she has a task force that goes out and does, the, does these missions. These are all convicts. She implants a bomb in their head, you know, and they gotta follow orders. If they follow the orders and accomplish the mission, they get time off their sentence. So it's a cool ass concept. And we have Viola Davis returning as Amanda Thank Waller. You. The only one of good things about the Suicide Squad movie, aside from Margot Robbie, and Will Smith looks. And
2: it. and I will say Rick Flag. I I like the 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 actor Joel Kinnaman. Yes. He plays. I like him as an actor. Period. I've seen some of his shit. It's dope. And him as as Rick Flagg. I love it.
0: And I like that he brought out the the yellow T shirt. It <laughs> <laughs> has a classic Rick Flag look.
2: That fire
1: guy was pretty epic, El Diablo. I think it was a pretty cool highlight in that first movie.
0: El Diablo.
1: <laughs>
2: Yo, but and then. But an, another thing that we caught from the from the from the panel right which like so they showed some dope scenes of what they're doing right, and what we were talking about the joy right the the joy that they seem to have had in making the film and how uh, a gun is, is is a comic you know nerd actually like a comic geek. One thing that I was felt a little bit weird, though, right, was that he referenced several times how he's like, this is the best movie I've ever made. This is the best comic book movie. The most fun I've had making a comic book movie.
0: <laughs> hmm As we know, you know, our our guy James Gunn got caught up in some scandal. Like, it was about three years ago some t- old tweets surfaced and the social justice warriors came out with their pitchforks and you know, they, they hung them up to dry and Disney responded by saying, Hey, we're not going to have you do guardians volume three, which I thought was fucking ridiculous. So what is James James to do? He doesn't like start crying in a corner somewhere or, or become a, a hit a, a director hitman for hire, like other people that you know, we've mentioned a lot in this podcast, he was courted by DC and he picked up the suicide squad. And afterwards, Marvel came right back and offered him Guardians 3. So he's still doing that film. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of James Yeah, But
2: I felt like, exactly. So, and, and, and I loved him. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that he did Guardians of the Galaxy because I was a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy before. Like, they were a film. And so I was shocked that he, you know, that he got picked to do it and that he knew the characters. And I think he did them justice. I didn't like the second movie a lot. Like, it was fine the first movie was, was 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 fantastic
0: kurt russell though
2: yeah but I, my 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 big thing with because it, it wasn't a very comic book uh faithful ego you know and so that's my only thing and then like confusing celestial versus not celestial but we digress that's that's a conversation for another time but i i don't know i felt him making all those comments about like how like this is the best movie he's made how much fun it is i'm like dude like didn't you just make Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, isn't it too soon, man? For you to be making like it's like you just broke up with your girl and then like immediately you're with your new girl and you're like, yo, this is the best sex <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> in, <laughs> in front, in front of your ex, you know, like Jesus. And
1: also, I mean, come on now, like, props to DC because when Disney and the older yes. super, super high money and budget off the movie was like, get out of here. And you're like, like, we don't need you, you need us. DC was like, hey, get your over-talented ass (laughs) over here, you non-home-having bastard. We're going to throw money at you, and you're going to make us money. Fuck a tweet.
0: Yeah, we don't care. We don't care about your comments about touching young boys. Like, come on. (laughs) 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 Yeah
2: well you know you know (laughs) hopefully it's not that hopefully they were more like we appreciate your honest apology for that and we we can look past that unlike disney that's like holding you know for whatever reason you know your your feet to the flame still and then you know dc was like all right cool come and join us and then afterwards like disney's like uh actually can you come back (laughs) like shit Ah but suicide squad i can't I can't wait that that that's gonna be an exciting movie. I think it's gonna I, i'm actually very, very excited. I think it's gonna be very i think that might be it, it might end up being one of the best d c films uh, to come out and and I feel like James Gunn just seems mm-hmm. rejuvenated like I feel like I really believe that he's actually putting in his fucking best in this film
0: and that's scheduled for summer twenty twenty one
2: all right well I mean like two things like
1: one he he probably seems Super graceful, like super well, yeah, graceful and grateful as fuck, both actually to have his jobs, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) Considering this culture where he could have ended up, he's probably both grateful and graceful, yeah, and Um, gracious, too. Yeah, word and um, all these g words are great.
0: I, I think he, he'd appreciate that you think he's graceful. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to be like you know defined as graceful? To some
2: actually, actually, he is pretty graceful. Because if you don't know, like, if uh, for for all those of you out there that might not know, in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two movie, right, one of the best opening scenes in the movie starts off with fucking fighting off this awesome monster, and we have little baby yeah. group, <laughs> adorably <laughs> dancing around as it's happening, and. That's actually James Gunn dancing. It was him dancing, and then he just had the whole animation uh, done on him. So he is a graceful man. It's crazy. And for those
0: fans of Guardians, there's a couple of people, a couple of Guardians alum on this film, too. So, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. And the one thing that I'm looking forward to in this film is that, and we saw some cuts of it from the trailer, is the big fight scenes with all of them in
2: it at the same time. Oh, I remember in the, the, about that. I think, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Idris Elba, I think, who made the comment that he, he, which we'll talk about that too. Because Idris Elba, also he talked shit about Marvel at one point and now he's like, he's like, I don't want to do, you know, comic book movies anymore. And now he's like in one of the biggest ones to come out. Anyway, whatever. People can fucking eat their words. Just fucking do the movies, man. Shit. Anyway, but the point is, he said something about like, he felt like it looked like an actual graphic novel come to life, you know? And I'm like, that's, that's the goal right obviously that's the goal of every fucking movie um uh, but but actually i don't know and seeing those clips i do believe it i do think it's going to be a really good uh, uh production
0: all right and on the topic of bringing the graphic novel to life of being true to the source material of paying homage yes. to the fans Every week, go to the comic book store, pick up the latest issue. The passionate fans go to the (laughs) conventions, pay for billboards in Times Square. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a special moment for fans because, you know, ever since Marvel (laughs) Studios, you know, hired comic creators to to run their films and to, you know, give us these great stories that make all this money, you know, it, it set a precedent and I don't think there's ever been a project that's been as influenced by the fans as our next panel discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the Snyder Cut.
1: For the 90th time on this podcast. We need to have a Snyder
0: Cut (laughs) sound whenever I say that.
2: Yeah. I think we legit talk about the Snyder Cut in every freaking episode. The only difference is this time, it's like warranted, like legit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure some fans are starting to wonder, is this a comic book podcast where we happen to mention the Snyder Cut? Or is this a Snyder Cut podcast where we happen to mention comic books?
0: Exactly. And, you know, we got got interviews at Fandom from these diehard fans. And, you know, I thought I was a diehard Snyder Cut fan until I hear about these people that have, just been, have been working hard and also tying the, the movement to suicide prevention and then helping Zack Snyder yes. fulfill his vision. That It's amazing. Usually it's a director in a position of power and he's creating something for the fans. This time, the fans made it possible for us to get this four hour feature that will be broken up into four one-hour long chapters on HBO Max next summer. What were your thoughts on the trailer?
1: I just want to start off by saying, dude, like, the most obvious fucking thing. Dark side looks amazing. Oh, my God. Good Lord. It was mind-blowing. Ah, uh,
2: yes. All right, so... <laughs> as as the resident snyder cut hater uh i have to agree actually i got actually pretty hyped from the trailer like the like i, I and nothing against the man the man is a lovely man and and i love his interview and he <laughs> i genuinely believe that he loves what he does and, and 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 i can and i can and i see it i believe it i just i don't have to love what he does you know but but, but like it's, it's good stuff and 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 but the trailer was fucking dope. And it makes you wonder, like, why, was not, why wasn't any of that included in the actual cut, right? Because they showed us, obviously, Dark side, like, fucking a ton, which was actually pretty, really, really cool. And then I think one of the biggest things, I think, for me was, like, when they showed us, actually, um, the main villain, right? Uh, 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 como se llama? What was his name? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Exactly, that they showed us how he looked and how about he was about to get into battle with Superman and everybody. And it's like, why? Why didn't he look like that? He looks freaking dope and scary and like intense and not the cartoon character we got in the actual movie. But anyway, but I'm glad that we're gonna be able to see. And they had they had so much more scenes of, uh, of of all the other characters. There was, I do believe, they showed us a scene where, where they're gonna introduce um, Iris Iris West. Uh, 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 Barry Allen's The Flash, uh, future wife, you know, main love interest, and his lightning rod. And, 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 and it's just
1: that's so cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah, man. Like, I was shocked by the amount, just like you said, of stuff we saw. It's just crazy how the more of this we see, the more one, our hate job conspiracy theory is being vindicated, and <laughs> two, how aside from just the conspiracy theory itself how shitty of a job we didn't did is being exposed like what the fuck (laughs) i want my
2: money back i'm dying to hear from rod um i
0: you know initially i wanted to record this podcast tomorrow or a few days from now because i knew that watching this trailer was gonna have (laughs) a, a powerful impact on me and it did it looks gorgeous it's In the same feel as, you know, Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition. And I just, the fact that we're getting four hours and that it's going to finish, you know, Zack Snyder's story that, you know, is it, or is it not like, you know, you never know. It could branch off if it's really successful, but I just thought, you know, having the background song like Snyder likes to do in his trailers, hallelujah. (laughs) And Just having all this graphic imagery of Superman getting like pulled apart by power, having the flash run through the speed force, seeing cyborg more of him, more of his backstory. I'm I'm stoked, to say the least. I can't wait for this movie.
1: I just want to go on a side note that I hate the way the flash runs. I hate what? I hate I hate the way Ezra Miller's Flash runs compared to (laughs) Grant Gustin. Ezra Miller's Flash, like he looks like Gumby. Like it's just arms flapping around and flailing. Like he looks like he doesn't he look like he doesn't know how to run, which I think in his movie is gonna be part of his transition, where like he's mm. gonna learn how to run. And I just did and I just did air quotes on an audio <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. But <laughs> where he's gonna learn how to run because his run looks so stupid, but the trailer
2: looks so good. Later. <laughs> Why are you why are
0: you hating, nah, man? Why are you hating? Yeah, you yeah, may yeah. hating a lot. hate on Wonder Woman. You like that Smurf? with the Grandpa Smurf? He's like, I hate, I hate love. <laughs> that's not I hate love, blood. man. Why
2: are you hating on love?
0: <laughs> he hates love. <laughs> I think that's Grumpy what ha- Smurf. What happened to that Smurf? I think that's Grumpy Whoa. Smurf. How you... <laughs> Dude, he had undiagnosed like anger. Shit. Anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> anyway, the Snyder cut. Was I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I still, I, I'm obviously I'm still skeptical because just because I saw some beautiful shots doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie. But 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 I do feel much more excited about it than I was before, and I do think whatever it is, it's going to be very fun. It's going to be great. I, I I can't fucking wait.
1: And the one thing that I'm super excited about in the new Snyder Cut is to see all that stuff that has to do with Cyborg, man. Like when his dad dies and all the interactions with the Mother Box. I was like, like I'm excited to see more of Mister Ray Fisher.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And just say a quick backstep on the Flash panel. I don't think it was a coincidence that they they had like montages of you know flash movies and dc universe stuff and they showed a lot of watchmen the hbo Watchmen show there were a couple of clips of dr manhattan uh zach snyder mentioned you know he directed the film he mentioned how his two favorite characters are batman and dr manhattan and i don't know whether or not they're gonna you know connect it with the watchmen will be very interesting I think it. I think it's something that Zack Snyder would like to do, and and you've heard me talk about that, my wild theories on previous <laughs> episodes. So, but yes,
2: I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't. I, I want Zack Snyder to stay focused. Focus, my boy. Focus on the Justice League. Try to just do that well, and then we can see if we allow you to play with other toys. All right,
0: bro. Can you imagine what Doctor Manhattan would do to to Darkseid? Like. That shit would be sick. <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, exactly. Exact, all right, <laughs> so, so moving from
2: powerhouses like, like <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, Superman, Darkseid, the next panel that we got was honestly, I think for me, it was actually one of the ones that got me the most excited. Finally, we got a panel on Black Adam, The Rocks, Black Adam. It was great to hear him talk about how this is a passion project of this. It really made me feel like Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. You know, because he meant he's been working at this for ten years. You know, just you, you gotta respect that, and you gotta. Uh, there's, uh, it's gonna be a good movie. You know, or at least uh, something that you know. I, I, feel he's gonna. They're gonna do something that he's going to love, and and he's a comic book fan, which means we're gonna love.
1: I am glad you said that. You said that the Black Adam panel is one of the ones that got you the most excited because. Before we got into that, I was just thinking that even though it had one of the least amounts of content, it had some of the strongest energy out of the entire fandom. Yes. I don't, it I is. don't know what it was about that event. I don't know if it was like The Rock's charisma or gravitas or whatever the word is. But it's like they had no It's game. They had yeah, he was jacked in that sweater. It was trap and belt city. But yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But um <laughs> like that like that panel, it wasn't a panel, it was just a rock, had zero content. And it was amazing. It had like that cartoon trailer that was made by Boss Logic, which were, which was like super awesome. But a set- shout out to Boss Logic. Yeah, we're shout out to Boss Logic. Yes. That was an amazing visual
2: piece. I recommend
1: everyone go to look- Go look it up. But aside from that, it had all the info was like very vague. Aside from the fact that it's going to include what I thought was a lot of people from the JSA, which was amazing. But as far as Ooh. but as far as all the stuff that we saw before that, um, with like the other panels, it had way less. But it felt like it. But I felt it more.
2: Yeah, because then everything that they showed was just basically concept art, and that was it. And dope as concept art, right? As like as they mentioned, like, and I love that the Rock actually gave the shout out. He said that it was Jim Lee and Boss Logic who made the concept art for that, and then and then just showing everything, and then just mentioning how exactly they're going to introduce the JSA, which we have talked about, I think, in previous episodes. Uh, and 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 oh, right, because then the coolest thing, right, because we've known from before that they were going to introduce Adam Smasher, right. You know, which is a member of the JSA, not one of the main, main ones, I feel, but he's like one of the members, right? It makes you wonder, like, are they gonna introduce new people, new, new other JSA members? And he kind of mentioned, right, during well, before at the end, saying, like, you know, as we introduce the JSA, I'm like, excuse me, what now? And then at the end, he shows who are the other JSA members who are gonna be a part of the movie, and Jesus Christ, they're gonna introduce Hawkman, freaking Dr. Fate, what and then and then Adam Smasher, and then some other person who I don't know. <laughs>
1: Cyclone. Cyclone. Also, I just want to make a quick note. So with our epic time travel technology, I'm going to correct myself now for an episode that we're going to post in the future after this one where I state that Adam Smasher's power set is that where he can control things on a molecular level. When I say that, that's wrong. (laughs) What I meant to say was that his power set is that he can increase his bone density and strength to like whatever will he chooses. So yeah, so I'm correcting myself technically in the past, but also in the future, as only we can hear on the <laughs> Legion on Zoom. <laughs> and also, secondly, the one thing that I noticed during the Black Adam panel, I noticed that the way he was talking about it, it's almost, it's almost like, he was, like he was talking about uh, the rock verse.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Yep, yeah, he called out all the heavy hitters. He called out Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Gross. He's like, I'm out here. Like, but for the fans that don't know, Black Adam is like the ruler of this like Middle Eastern nation where you know, the sovereign conduct. Yep, and you know he's he's like an antihero. You know, he's not afraid to to take whatever measures are necessary to you know make sure that justice is upheld.
2: And it's connected to the Shazam movies, right? Because technically the way it works is that he was the original Shazam, right? That that, that he was given those powers first. Uh, and right. then I guess he abused them in, well, sort of in a way, because he's like the anti-hero, right? Like he does just, he serves justice as like at, at any cost and, and ah and it's just so cool and exactly and like like just mentioned like his speech i felt at the end like threatening the whole dc universe saying like the, what is it that the power hierarchy has <laughs> now changed like god damn that is ballsy like i cannot wait to see him then go up against the justice league right go up against like justice League from other dimensions you know the multiverse everything i want to see black adam in, in almost every movie moving forward Right.
0: I wonder if this is going to take place, you know, alongside, you know, Wonder Woman and Shazam or if it's going to be its own universe.
1: Well, I mean, if he keeps on saying that, it has to be within the same continuity, because if not him saying that it's kind of a moot point is like the hierarchy of power is going to change. What hierarchy if you're not a part
2: of it?
0: Right, right. And this JSA, for those that don't know, JSA is like an alternate universe. It's like the precursors to the Justice League. The, the older team assembled, and they have a Flash, and they have a Green Lantern. But those characters uh, haven't been announced for this movie.
1: And the one thing that I found very interesting is, it's like, okay, um, he keeps on saying that, yeah, the hierarchy of power is going to change, but... Didn't that happen when they introduced Captain Marvel? I mean, I'm sorry, when they introduced... Um, Shazam. Shazam? Yeah, thank you. Because what people need to understand is, yeah, that was a kid's movie. Shazam is one of the, I want to say, top four most powerful characters in all of DC. So him saying that is almost kind of make like, it almost kind of makes no sense, but I do, I do give him a tad bit of credit because he does admit to the fact that what makes black Adam a bit more powerful than Shazam is the lack of restraint. Oh, and the age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the age. So, I mean, you're talking about a 13 year old compared to a 5,000 year old grown ass man. It doesn't get more grown ass than five (laughs) millennia.
2: Ah, well, I can't wait. I can't wait for that movie. I hate that it's taking so long and with COVID and anything like that, right? Like, I don't know when it's actually going to start or anything, but they're moving, they're moving closer to it, right? So, so I, I was very, very excited about it. Uh, and, and, and I think especially to see Hawkman and Dr. Faith introduced, because I really think that they can then milk that a lot. I feel like even the Hawkman and Hawkgirl story is is worthy Word. of of the movies right it's the story of these two egyptian uh uh basically uh individuals from ancient egypt that 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 were killed and then are just basically forced to reincarnate and then it gets more complicated that i don't even actually really understand that <laughs> involves other planets thanagar and, and whatnot and, it, and it's just it, it's just trippy as fuck and it would make for a great movie you know and then dr fate would be like their version of dr Strange you know with you know constantine is also kind of that but you know like it it would be dope it would just be dope
1: and that's why i said at the beginning that i the way he was talking about it i kept on hearing am i hearing a black adam verse or like am i hearing a
2: shazam verse sure yeah no so with yeah i'm excited i don't know if it's gonna be like the black adam verse because i feel the way how menacing it was i think it's all going to be the Rock's verse now, you know? <laughs> like, I think the multiverse is going to be within The Rock now, and, and I couldn't be any happier.
0: Yeah, and like we were just talking about on the last episode, well, the last episode that was released was who's, like, the biggest celebrity to ever, you know, be a superhero, and I yeah. think, I don't know, I think it's The Rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the funny part is I think that we had brought him up in that conversation, like, well, I think that's subtle. <laughs>
2: Ah man, all right, but moving, moving on, moving on, right. So we got the awesome panels, or right, we're almost reaching the the biggest fucking one, right? But the next one, which is pretty cool.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You think we're almost reaching the biggest one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh. I think we just discussed the biggest one. Oh, I
2: think. All right, we'll save this argument for the end. All right, 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 I'm right like, come on, right, well, right. come on. Yeah, now. all right. No, anyway, so moving, moving, go forward, moving forward, right? Because then we had the Titans panel, which right? we've talked about Titans before. It's a great show on DC Universe. I think it's gonna get picked up in HBO Max. Season two wasn't that great. Visually, it was fun. They gave you a lot of really fun stuff. You know, like introducing Superboy, um, and 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 who else was introduced in season two?
0: a little bit of black fire ah, um, yeah yeah oh a slate of course we got oh, death stroke yeah.
2: And so, so it was cool to see their panel, uh, uh, you know, again, just, just remem- remem- remembering why, you know, all the, cool, all the actors are pretty cool, pretty dope. But the, obviously one of the coolest things about that is that they gave us at least a preview of what season three is going to be about, right? And so as we know in Titans, we have two Robins, right? Dick Grayson that eventually becomes Nightwing in season two. And we have Jason Todd, who is the next Robin. But apparently Jason Todd is going to become the Red Hood for season three. And he's going to be like, it seems going to be like the main antagonist. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, we got a good dose of Red Hood so far um, in fandom.
1: That was a crazy review. I mean, I've yet to see Titans except from like a bunch of clips here and there. But from what I see, as far as the production value, I cannot wait to get this live action Red Hood. Oh my God. And oddly enough, um, for those two of you who know about like, Actors and you know, like in pop culture and stuff. The first thing I thought about, like, as soon as I heard that the kid who plays Jason Todd is going to play, um, Red Hood, yeah, on Titans, um, was the fact that this actor was his name, um, Jensen Ackles. He's probably going to be very upset about that. For those of you who don't know, Jensen Ackles is the mm. guy from Supernatural who's voiced the Red Hood, I think, on more than one occasion. Oh. And, And he was chasing that role for a while.
0: Yep, and he'll be on the next season of The Boys. I forget which character he's playing, but he's going to show up on that.
2: And I think, and regardless, like, he already knew he didn't have a shot. Because they already had Jason Todd was in the That Titans universe. So there's no way he's going to suddenly be the new Red Hood. But I do think he still has a shot to be the Red Hood in a movie, perhaps. You know, So Mm -hmm. keep on trying, my good man. Keep on trying. The other nah. <laughs> the, the other cool thing about the Titans uh reveal what I like was like so the original the first two seasons were they're basically set I think for the most part in Detroit and like in San Francisco uh and and now for for season 3 they're going to be in Gotham which that's going to be cool and apparently because of that we're going to be uh, introduced to Barbara Gordon not just any Barbara Gordon it's going to be commissioner Barbara Gordon, So, which will be interesting to see this, this this different version, this different take on on the would-be Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And not just that, she's
0: a love interest of Dick Grayson, who's now Nightwing, leader of the Titans. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And just seeing another take on Gotham. I mean, so far the show has been pretty good. You know, it's not, it's not the best show. You know, you still have the boys and Watchmen and things like that, but I really dig this show. I wish we would have got at least a sneak peek
1: But I guess we'll have to wait for that. Fucking COVID.
2: Fuck you, COVID.
1: Since they said that they're going to have a commissioner, Barbara Gordon, have they explained what happened to the OG Commissioner Gordon on that show or no? I don't think so.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Might have to look back at that that nightmare sequence in the end of season one. I don't remember what happened. Anyway.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that was that for Titan. So that was cool. That, 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 that got me excited, and, and, it, and it reminded me because I had a bad taste in my mouth for Titan Season 2. And so th- this got me kind of hyped and looking forward to it again. And the next thing you know, that we got uh, it was a new uh, game trailer. Now, this from the Rocksteady group known for the Arkham Trilogy fame. You know, And they re- revealed the trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Wow,
1: that was insane. And that game is due in 2022. So we sincerely think that all they have is that trailer that they showed us.
0: Yeah, luckily we get Arkham Knights uh, in the meantime.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they gave us so much, like, gaming content like so much awesome and on top of that even though this has nothing to do with dc fandom but when you throw in the upcoming avengers game then you throw in this then you throw in like gotham knights oh my god like we're having like a superhero gaming renaissance then spider-man before that (laughs) all we need is like like an awesome remake of like that x-men game from a long a few years ago and we're in the money
2: yeah
0: yeah, we need an X Men game for sure. So this game, you know, you play as the Suicide Squad, and like the title implies, you're trying to stop the Justice League again. Maybe one of these Amanda Waller missions, right? That you have to do. So you see the Suicide Squad. You see, you know, Harley Quinn, the most popular character there. She's accompanied by Deadshot, King Shark, and Captain yep. Boomerang. So you get to play as all these characters, maybe more. And you know, your job is gonna be you're gonna be yes. in Metropolis. And your job is going to be to take down, you know, the Justice League. And this game is also a bit of a successor to the Arkham series.
2: And it seems that, like, and this might be the most proper successor, right? Because it's from Rocksteady, right? And then because the Gotham Knights game is is by the Warner Brothers Montreal Gaming, uh, uh, like, the company. And so... Cause you, I, cause I don't, I don't know. Cause Rocksteady made the Arkham Knights uh, games. And then what did the w- Warner Brothers Montreal game make?
0: It was, uh, uh, Arkham Origins was the, was that, um, Warner Brothers Montreal game, which is only loosely considered canon in the Arkham trilogy, which was Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Right. So, you know, DC's wanted to get some extra games out of the franchise. It's very successful. It's the highest rated superhero video game I think ever. I'm not sure if Spider-Man took that crown or not. But uh, you know, in ter- if if you're a continuity geek, you know, like some of us are, uh, present company included, you know, you'll care about that. But otherwise, both games look fucking sick. Yes. And if I got to I or- mean, both are co-op. If I got to choose, I don't know, I'm going for that Gotham Knights. Yeah. I mean, they both look pretty sick. But, damn, that shit looks fun.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I I would go, I think, with Gotham. Also, just because it didn't really show us the gameplay yet or anything like that. But, obviously, um, if if I have to pick what am I more excited to play as, either as Harley Quinn and King Shark or Nightwing and Red Hood, I'm like, I'm going to go with Nightwing and Red Hood. Like, come on. Fuck, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, for the sake of not being a sheep, like you know my fellow legionnaires (laughs) and and for the sake of being the contrarian and um and also just to be honest (laughs) just for the sake of like straight variety i mean because if you think about it in the arkham games those games are so good that they've had amazing dlcs where you already play as those characters and you get the skins so to be perfectly honest i'd rather go with the suicide squad game just to get something so different and i'm like and i'm I like the fact that they're going with Captain Boomerang's son,
2: who happens to be a speedster. But, um, but aside from that, definitely. Ooh, I, I didn't pick. I, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. Good call. I, I, I was wondering, why is he running so fast?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. because the OG Captain Boomerang, he's not a speedster. But I believe, I don't know if it's that his son gets just, that he gets selected by the speed force or his mom is a speedster. Something like that.
0: His mom yeah, is a yeah, There you go there, yes. you go, there you go, there you go.
1: But um, I would go with the Suicide Squad game just because technically we've played as all those characters a bunch of times, and I don't imagine that they're going to have crazy brand new mechanics. Just they're probably going to be better. Word.
0: And I think the Suicide Squad is the bigger game, yes. right? It's like the more because I feel like the Arkham, the uh, Gotham Knights game is more like a, a pickup beat 'em up action adventure fun with your friends versus. The Suicide Squad, which is like a, a an immersive large game experience. I could be wrong, but we'll no, see.
2: A good point. Good point. And I think in, in terms of like, I, I chess is convincing me, which is rare. Fucking rare. <laughs> it's because it, that's the other thing, too, with the Rocksteady uh, uh, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League game is that it's also it's supposed to be like almost open world. It's going to be in Metropolis, which is going to be fucking dope. Right. Because before we got we, we explored Gotham in, with the Arkham games and, 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 and obviously the idea that you're going to go up against the Justice League, like ima- those boss battles are going to be fucking cool. And then and then the, and then the other part, that I think we didn't mention from the trailer, though, because in the trailer, it shows us that Brainiac is there, though. Brainiac is taking over Metropolis, and he's controlling the Justice League, right? So then, it, it, that, that eventually, is gonna lead to some epic battle uh, against Brainiac, so that's gonna be fucking cool to see.
1: Yeah, man. Like, even though we didn't get much, aside from just the trailer, I could already imagine, you know, like, just think of stuff like the skill trees they're gonna have, all the different play styles, you know what I mean? Like, you have your tank, you have your DPS, you... I mean, you probably don't have a healer anywhere in there because, you know, they're all bad guys. But you know what I mean? I, like, I think just just a lot more, what's the term? Um, Replay value in the Suicide Squad game. I mean, the game's not even made yet. But just from, <laughs> like, but, but just from two years away. <laughs> I love just, it. Just, but just from, like, I should get hired by these people to sell the game. <laughs> but uh, but just from, like, a concept standpoint, I would go that route because I think the Gotham Knights is, like, it's like an Arkham DLC on steroids.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> and I just right. I just brought down that entire game. <laughs>
0: you did a good job. No, you made it sound more yeah. awesome. What are you talking about? I want to play an Arkham DLC on steroids.
1: <laughs>
2: Alright, fine, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was Awesome, right? We're excited about that, you know. And it and, and it, it had Will Arnett interviewing, you know, Will Arnett, which is known for Bojack Horseman uh, and being Joe in Arrested Development, and obviously most recently, right, being Batman in the Lego Movie. So that was fun to seeing him interview the characters, uh, and then and then the main guy from from Rocksteady, which I don't remember his name, but you know, but, but kudos to him in making this epic game. And so, but then that led to what I think was the Best thing of the whole damn day, the biggest fucking thing we had the Batman panel. Word, woo,
1: the main event. All right, tell me, discuss, fight night. Discuss, guys, discuss. It was amazing, man. That trailer was sick. My favorite part is when you saw that this Batman, he might be the most unhinged when he beats the shit out of that clown kid. That second right there, it shows you some shit. This Batman is unhinged.
2: All right, all right, all right, all right. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Let's break it down. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> unpack. Just, Let's unpack <laughs> exactly. <all of> that. <laughs> Let's break it down, right? So obviously, so for the people out there, right, Matt Reeves directing, the new Batman movie, right? The, the reboot basically, right? So we have, we have Robert Part- Pattinson from Twilight fame playing Batman, which I was hella skeptical about him playing Batman, right? And so they, they've already filmed apparently like 25% of the movie, but then they have to stop because of COVID, right? And so they were able today to basically the director giving us an idea what the movie's about. It's supposed to be about this untrained, un unex, uh, not untrained, but unexperienced uh, Batman. It's got Batman year two, basically, and so it's gonna be cool to see him kind of like you know rough around the edges, figuring stuff out. A big, big focus on it, right? That it's that he's a uh, focused on, on that he is the greatest detective in the world, right? And so they're gonna focus the story on that. But so they were able to give us a trailer of what they've done, and the trailer just had so much, so much fucking good stuff that let us let's, let's break it down. Let's talk. Let's talk about it, like bit by bit. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: just like, I mean, I mean, just when you think you've seen all there is to see about Batman, it's great when a director can come in and just give it a brand new spin, you know, and, and show us things that we maybe haven't really seen. You know, we've seen so much cool shit. We've got Michael Keaton, we got Christian Bale, we got Ben Affleck, uh, who's also on um, the fandom, by the way. Um, And I I feel like this trailer was kind of new. I I like the whole loner vibe to it. I like the look of the Batman costume. Uh, And we saw some cool glimpses. Bear in mind, the movie's only about 25% done because COVID, you know, kind of stopped things temporarily. We got our first look at Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle. That's going to be fucking cool. And one thing I really found interesting about the trailer is that Batman's kind of in the open, talking to Commissioner Gordon in front of police officers. Like, there's this open relationship with the GCPD and Batman. I mean, or or maybe not exactly, because you know, once you see the trailer, you see that it it is an interesting relationship that they have. So, you know, I was never a naysayer on Robert Pattinson. I think that you know, post Heath Ledger, just throw all your expectations out the window. (laughs) These comic book creators, no, these are film creators and. Just overall, when you have people like Jim Lee at the helm, the aforementioned Jeff Johns, I think these guys know what the fuck they're doing. And I think this film's gonna be no different. And if it's still on schedule, it was supposed to be released next summer. That means we're gonna get pummeled next summer by the (laughs) Snyder Cut, Suicide Squad, the Batman, who knows what else. Hopefully, you know, they figure this COVID shit out so filming can resume and we'll get these films on time. But I'm really stoked about this movie.
1: Yeah. You mentioned one specific part and you took it right out of my mouth, essentially. I did... I keyed in on that nuance during the trailer right away that he's just out there in the open and the cops are like, okay, hey, it's Batman. And, like, as per Matt Reeves, they're doing a Batman year, two, So it's like, okay, so people in the GCP theater are just very accepting of a mass vigilante on his second year. Like, he's just around people. But then... What I'm looking forward to most in the movie, and mind you, even even though despite everything they said, I want to know what's up with that scene in the cell when he's surrounded by police officers. Yeah. I want to see what's up with that scene. That scene had me very curious. And the car. Oh my God, the
2: car. Oh my God. Oh my God. So much to talk about right there. It's so, oh, so good. And exactly. And, and, and I, I think it might be reasonable that for by year two, the, the, the GCPD is a little bit like at least amicable or like, or at least just not trying to shoot him, you know, because technically if we, if we, if we remember year one, the awesome book by Frank Miller, right, which is pretty much a James Gordon uh, book, um, uh, Obviously, they're 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 all skeptical. They're, they, they're it's, he's a vigilante. They're trying to get Batman right. But I think basically, once Commissioner once once at that point, what it is that Detective Gordon right becomes Commissioner Gordon. That changes. And from the scenes that we're seeing in the movie, Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon, first of all, looks fucking badass, and I immediately loved him as Commissioner Gordon. I feel that the fact that he's the commissioner probably helps to make things calmer, and obviously once you see the trailer, you see that what's happening is that a bad guy, which I'm speculating is the Riddler, is leaving these bodies uh, uh, for him, leaving notes that says, for Batman, and so they have to bring him in, to, 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 to be like, all right, what the fuck do you think about this? What are you doing to my city kind of thing, which is exciting. But I think one big thing I wanted to ask you guys, so what did you think is obviously a big, big thing, big, big thing in Batman is like the costume, right? Like w- what's the new Batman going to look like, right? In that scene, that moment, right, when they just show you like to the Batman, the letter that Commissioner Gordon is holding and ask like, what do you think of this? And then they give us our first scene, our first look at Robert Pattinson's Batman suit. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the suit?
1: Well, I think I may have found my new second favorite bat suit. Um, However, I will say, let me guess, wait, let
0: me guess. Your favorite is Ben Affleck. Nope,
1: absolutely not. It is Christian Bale. Um, Third favorite is now Ben Affleck. Second is Pattinson. Um, However, the bat logo that they're going with for this movie you know how they did like the bat logo reveal I think that bat logo is absolutely fucking garbage but <laughs> <Wow. Damn>. but <laughs> but this but this bat suit it looks really good it's like you can tell it's like the early beginnings of the suit but at the same time you can tell that it's like super functional and is grounded as in like he knows he can get hurt. And there's actual stuff to protect them. Like I've, I love the suit. I love the suit, and I hope that the logo because it looks like it's removable. I think it's supposed to be like the pieces of the guns, like that killed his parents or something like that. It's supposed to be like the parts of the gun, but I hope that right. he can detach the actual logo on his chest because it looked pretty cool
0: overall. I love the suit. Same, and I like that you said the word grounded. Because uh, Matt Reeves was talking about how this bat suit is going to be a bit different from the other ones in that he's going to make it as functional as possible, right? And that's something we haven't really seen that much. I mean, we, it was touched on in the uh, Nolan films, but I'm ready to see a Batman that can take a leak whenever he wants.
2: word and I think we talked about this a little bit in the origins episode when we put we basically went against a different Batman and different Bruce Waynes, and we talked about the suits and we were talking for example for Batman 89 how the suit had the worst neck mobility right and so I think this suit uh uh the Matt Reeves uh uh, Robert Pattinson is going to show us that exactly that it, it seems functional and for example and that one scene that they showed us of him fucking beating up that like clown gang right which obviously also Comment like what what clown gang? Like
0: Yo, I don't j- even want to start thinking joker? about that, man. What? Fuck if they're already, you know, hinting at the joker. Fuck, oh. Who they, oh my god. Yo,
2: but so he beat the guy up with such ease, such dope mobility that made me feel like, oh my fucking god, I can't ruthlessly. Yes. And I think for me personally, something that made me very happy that which we, we talked about the origins episode that one of my biggest complaints about most of the other Batman have been the Batman voice, which is fine, but usually very, like, exaggerated and cartoony almost. When he had his one line as Batman right there in the trailer that said, like, you know, what, what, what was it? The-
1: I am vengeance. Oh,
2: my God. That was Fuck. so good.
1: And then as soon as he said, I am vengeance, they showed the car engine. <laughs>
2: Ooh, that sexy beast.
1: Yeah, man, I'm sorry, like. I was saying, well, I used to say that my favorite Batmobile, believe it or not, was the Tumbler. But I think, I think I may have found my new favorite Batmobile. This, and I'm even calling it now, if this part gets a sequel, my favorite Batmobile is the one from part two of this movie that's not even out yet. (laughs) Because, damn, that car is hot.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy that Matt Reeves came with all like a trailer, and only a small portion of the film had been has been done, and and it's such a complete trailer, really, right? I mean, I, I, it, yeah. it, had, it had everything that you'd expect a, a fully made trailer based off. I mean, based off a fully made film would have.
2: Exactly. Like it's surprising to think, like, yo, you have twenty five percent of the movie done, and you're able to give us this dope ass trailer. I'm like, j- just give me the twenty five percent of the movie already. Like, I'm good. Like, you, you know, like, no. Or it also made me feel like I, I trust you wholeheartedly. Like, I, I, I know that the rest seventy five percent, you're you're gonna do a good job. Yeah, I mean, like, I could have said it better myself. Like, in essence, it's like. If
1: this trailer is what you could do with 25% of the movie, imagine the trailer of the whole movie would have been done. (laughs) Damn.
0: (laughs) And we're getting, I'm sorry, we're getting uh, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin. We're getting Catwoman and we're getting the Riddler. That's just what's been revealed so far.
2: And I actually wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think? So, because in the trailer, right, we're hearing the bad guy's voice, the main villain, asking uh, a Batman about some questions, right? And 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 then we're seeing that the villain is leaving, like, these little notes that says to the Batman. And at the end, when the trailer ended, the date was switched to, from question marks to the date, right? And so... I think that made it seem like Riddler is going to be the main villain, which I would, I fucking would love that. That would be great. And I think that there was some scenes that it, I think there, there was like a main bad bad guy, like had like almost a face like with bandages and like almost hush looking kind of, but I don't think it was hush. I think, is that like what the Riddler is going to look like in the movie? Uh, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be a fan of the look, but I don't care. Like I'll I, i, I I'll trust them wholeheartedly right now at this point.
1: Well, I mean, The whole time that Matt Reeves was talking about the whole movie, he kept on repeating the term, things that like, (laughs) things that no one's ever seen before, (laughs) or no one's ever seen this, no one's ever seen that. So I don't even know what to think about the main villain, because there's so much speculation, because there's not one hint of anything that tells you he's the Riddler. If you go off the bandages, he could be either Hush or maybe some weird iteration of Professor Pig, but that wouldn't make any sense in the movie. Oh, so you can just go on forever, and because it didn't give any hint of it being Riddler, so maybe like the main mastermind of the movie is Riddler, and he has to work through the other bad guys as part of just like the main
0: plot, like a hush kind of deal. Oh.
2: I do think the main guy, man bad guy, is Riddler, and I do think they gave us hints. I did obviously at the end the biggest thing, which was the question marks. Like that's a classic, yeah. <laughs> the Riddler, and I think also the leaving the notes. That's also very much the Riddler. They, but what they didn't show us what's in the note, and I'm pretty sure the notes gonna have a riddle, you know, or something like that.
0: Probably. Yeah, I think that I think that Commissioner Gordon was like you know reading one of the cards, and it's something like a riddle or something like mm, that. Okay, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I meant like, I think at some point we saw the bad guy because, yeah, you know, like you said, Miguel. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. So it didn't look like anything Riddler related. You know what I mean? But as you said, Madre's repeated so many times that this is something no one has ever seen before. He said it like at least fifteen times. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I get it, man. No one's seen it before, man. Shit. All right, That's like relax. every
0: panel, right? You've never seen anything <laughs> like this.
1: Oh, <laughs> I will. S- uh-huh. He said. He said that so many times during his panel that it made me think, like. What would happen if, like, if, like, there was a creator that wasn't trying to push the boundaries? Like, this film is everything that fans <laughs> <Yeah. expect. laughs> Everything in this movie, you've seen it all before. <laughs> like, what, like, I would be excited to watch that for some reason.
2: Hell yeah, because you know it'd be
1: good. He's <laughs> like, yeah, just give me more. Like, don't
2: push any boundaries. Like, just do stuff that you did already. So... I will say though, just the one thing, I can't, I can't help myself though, you know, because I want to be objective as possible, right? I got fucking excited from the trailer, but I will say my one and only, only critique was and actually, there's a theme here from other topics that we've had, Bruce Wayne's hair, his hair in the trailer was shit. <laughs> there's this one moment where he's like, where shit's fucking falling and he's like jumping and grabbing, um, uh, wait. And he's, like, grabbing people from, from, like, wreckage and stuff. And his hair is, like, fucking, like, flat and, like, just long and, like, looks so dumb. And I'm thinking, dude, you are a Playboy billionaire. <laughs> That's not the haircut of a Playboy billionaire.
1: The reason why I think that is, and it came to me as soon as we were saying that, is because is since I figured that we're in Batman year two, he's not Bruce Wayne yet. He's still just Batman. Because remember, Batman isn't mm, Bruce Wayne. I like that. He's Batman. He uses Bruce Wayne as a facade. There is no Bruce Wayne. Uh, okay, kill Bill. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but like, but it's <laughs> true though. So I think that like remember, because there's a bunch of clips in the trailer where he still has, you know, like the mascara, like he looks dirty. He's unhinged. Like he's done some next shit. So I think it's over time he realized, no, you know what? Like I have to make a Bruce Wayne. And then he starts to care because I think now overseeing is like all Batman all the time, no Bruce Wayne. Like he's only Bruce Wayne on paper. Which, and to quote Matt Reeves, "We've never seen this before."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm totally ready for hot topic Batman. <laughs> yeah, me
1: too.
2: <laughs> I will say, I will say that. All right, I, I I like that theory. So then I just, if Matt Reeves, if you're listening please just make sure that at the end, you know, give my boy a haircut, give him a good, you know, just a good, good stylist, you know, just somebody to make it look nice. And, you know, or like a little bit of hair gel, some kind of hair product, something, I don't know. Yeah.
0: He needs to call up Val Kilmer, get some tips.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that was, that's pretty much nails it. Right guys.
1: And well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does, but there's also the biggest question of all, what was actually the biggest reveal of Fandom?
0: Can I, can I start? Uh, can I start? You guys will never guess what my number one is. I'm, I'm gonna pick three. Cause there's just too much content just to pick one. No,
2: you gotta pick one. What's the biggest one?
0: God damn. All right, can not pick two? Can we do two?
1: Okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. How about this? How about this? Pick two, but you can't pick the Snyder Cut. Oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, it's easy. Number
0: one, Gotham Knights. I love the fact that, you know, you're going to get to play as all these other Batman characters, including the Red Hood and Batgirl. I love this uh a Batgirl of, of Burnside look from the recent comics where she's wearing purple, she's very gadget based. Um I'm looking forward to playing that with you gentlemen. And next, I'd put the Suicide Squad. We got some glimpses of it. I mean, we didn't get a trailer But we did see some uh, on-set footage. We saw some costumes. Uh, Every actor that's on the film, it was revealed what character they'll be playing. I'm really stoked about that movie because I know James Gunn is going to deliver. He's going to dig deep into that treasure chest of DC Comics and just pull out shit that's going to make the fanboys and the casual fans very happy. So those are my two.
2: Those are your two... Choices. I want to let people know. I took a screenshot. We'll share this online. But Rod (laughs) is wearing legit a Batman mask, you know? While recording this episode. (laughs) The whole episode. He's he's had it on the whole time. (laughs) And you didn't pick the Batman trailer? As, as the biggest reveal of the of fandom, the last thing on fandom, which they saved it, like, for the end, like, the best for last, like, what, what right? As a matter of fact, know. like, as a matter of fact,
1: when and if... You guys see the screenshot of Rod recording this trailer in the DC multiverse. This is the shittiest version <laughs> of Batman in the entirety of the multiverse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I like that the, how, at the opening of, of this, uh, of the whole fandom thing, you know, like I mentioned before, they're talking about the whole multiverse, how we, you know, we have the, all these different versions of ourselves across the multiverse of time and space. If you smoke weed, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm blessed that. That I'm at least one of the iterations of Batman, even if it's the shitty Washington Heights broke version, Batmanuel.
1: In this universe, even, even Batmanuel, I think, is, is over me. In, in this universe, all the drama and conviction culminated in him doing a podcast. <laughs>
2: Well, that's it's uh, what I'm crappy crying. batman is crappy batman is better than no bat bat yeah <laughs> word is the podcaster
1: this this universe deserves
0: there's a quote out there like be yourself but if you can't be, be batman, batman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'm surprised you didn't pick the Batman trailer. So for me, my top picks, obviously, the Batman trailer, the bat, all of that panel. I love hearing Matt Reeves talk about the Batman movie, his his inspiration. Oh, actually, what we forgot to mention that which which I shared with the group that he mentioned that uh, the Batman book written and and drawn by Darwin Cook of like the the new frontier fame in DC. Uh, he wrote Batman. It's called uh, Ego. Ego. Batman. Mm-hmm. Ego. Uh, apparently that was a big influence uh, for the for the for the movie, which I'm gonna fucking buy that immediately and read the shit out of that. Um,
0: Available on Comicsology.
2: <laughs> yes, it's um that got me excited. So I think for me the the biggest 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 reveal, because also for me because I I love Batman and it's like I'm always worried that they're gonna fuck it up, you know? They're just not gonna do well.
0: Stop worrying. What what was the last? bad batman product we got and please you really
2: want to get into that oh well okay, justice right. league yeah B- Bath Lake, all, right, really? all
0: right all right
2: the the, the version like when superman grabbed him and dropped and he's like oh my bad him, like that's the worst man no exactly and so and so that's why i, I was so happy and then, and then i feel like all this tension and stress i had on top of me just lifted away <laughs> and i'm not worried about it anymore i think for me that was my my biggest one the second biggest uh, thing that i loved. it's a little it's a tough choice like rod said there's a lot of good things but i actually have to go with black adam but the black mm. adam one i loved it i love the rock he just looks like the coolest fucking dude man uh he just had such a great presence the way he talked about the movie, I really think he's threatening everybody in the DC universe. And that they told us who are the just JSA, Justice Society of America characters, to be in the movie, ah, like, I can't. Like, it's, it's, and how, I loved it, just seeing how attached he is to the character and, like, how well he knows it. Like, that's, like, that's it. I love it. For me, I would have to say, top, top reveal, without a doubt, Black Adam.
1: Black Adam, without a doubt, that was amazing. And second, and it's just for the sake of consistency, the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Yeah, that trailer, dude, the main reason straight up is just because we got to see Dark Side. Oh my God. We've been waiting for that Uh for so long. Like, that was like a brain gas. I'm like, oh my God, it's Dark Side. Oh my God. Like, I didn't even know what to think of that. But, like, that that was just insane. That was just insane. But the reason why I put Black Adam as my first is because he's one of my favorite heroes, if you want to call him that. Like The Rock said, hero, villain, anti-hero, whatever. It's just, he's just an amazing character. And he's finally getting his due, to be honest. Like, we need more anti-heroes in DC. Because... Batman is a bit of an anti-hero in a way, but it's kind of like he's, he is a hero, even though his his means, depending on who's writing him, can sometimes be a bit too extreme, you know what I mean? But, like, that yeah, definitely would have to be the Black Adam, and then in number two, then it would be the Snyder Cut, yeah, for
0: me. And before we started recording, you said that Darkseid looked better than his Marvel counterpart, Thanos, care to uh, elaborate on that?
1: I think that's pretty self-explanatory, so I'm just going to go ahead and quote myself. Um, Chez circa <laughs> 10, 15, <laughs> 2020. Dark side looks better than Thanos. Mm. I disagree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a fucking second clip. He looked dope, but I don't think he looked as Dope as the basically the lead of two Avengers movies, you know, and the guiding evil force throughout all the movies. No my god, Josh Brolin looked dope as Thanos. Oh my god, that final battle that he had, the battle that he that the Thanos had with uh, with Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, looked way better, I'm sure, than whatever we're gonna see of Darkseid
0: Oh like, hell no! Oh, oh hell come hell on!
1: Yeah, fuck all that. We shall see. The difference, between, the difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying is that you're stating an incorrect opinion. <laughs> I'm stating a
2: genuine fact. Sounds about right. Thank you. I disagree, but I, and I would love to hear <laughs> our Legionnaire fans out there, the Legion on Zoom fans, to see what do you guys agree. And also, we'd love to hear whatever you guys think about anything about the DC fandom. Do you guys see it? Do you guys regret anything? Uh, that you know, if they didn't like something, would prefer to see something else. We would love, love to hear because this was a big, big event.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, it would. It
1: was definitely, it was bigger than I expected. I didn't expect this. You know what I mean? Like, it was insane. This, and I honestly hope it becomes an annual thing. And it was great. It was a great experience. I hope we get this every year now.
2: Going forward, even if it's not part of Comic Con, actually, that's the other thing I remember, though, because that's the other big thing that we talked about. That one of the other things that we learned from this, from the DC fandom, is that it made us realize how much San Diego Comic Con this year, the Comic Con at home, was trash. It was garbage. Oh my god! Like how, like it was. It didn't even come close to giving us the excitement we got from like one panel today. Which means. It made us
1: even question, we might pick this conversation up on a different episode, but could this be the beginning of the end for Comic-Con? Did Comic-Con suck so much because DC played all its cards so close to the chest for its own convention? And if so, do we have a, you know, like the Marvel counterpart coming up, which is essentially going to make all of Comic-Con kind of like an indie convention?
0: Which might make it cool, too, because uh, um, Jim Lee touched upon that, the origins of Comic-Con, a little bit in one of the panels. You know, maybe things will go, well, you know, near Comic-Con is really going to tell us a lot. Let's see what happens with that, if people can actually congregate. Uh, this has already been canceled. Again, I'm not 100% sure. Oh. No, it
1: already
2: got canceled. It already uh, got canceled. They emailed already. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, and there goes that. Yeah. So, it looked. Well, to be perfectly honest, on that note, then I cannot wait for DC Fandome 2021.
0: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> it's going to be insane. And well, everybody, thanks for joining us for a, another special edition of the Legion on Zoom. This time for the DC Fandom 2020. And like I said, we're going to see you on DC Fandome 2021. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Chez.
2: Yo, and I'm Miguel.
1: And I'm Bat Rod. Peace. Peace.
2: Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.